Thomas and Frederick. With Thomas and Frederick. With Thomas and Frederick. Welcome to the State of the Franchise with Tom and Fred. I am Fred, and today is a special day because we're going to go on a journey of some types. Isn't that right, Tom? We are going to go on a journey, Fred. We are going down to Miami, Florida. <laughs> the, the, the pound was not for effect. That was an accident, but it kind of <laughs> added some eff- emphasis on what we were talking about here. Yeah, it's going to be a very special episode because this is going to be, I think, one of the first episodes where both of us haven't had the first-hand experience at the thing we're talking Absolutely. about. Absolutely. We are flying blind today, and it is definitely um, a subject matter I'm very interested in, and it grabbed my attention because I had never heard of this place before we even brought it up. And, uh, of course, the, the place we're talking about today is Miami Subs, also known now as Miami Grill, and... To talk about this, we have uh, our special guest today, Nicole Bishop. Nicole, welcome to the show. Hello, gentlemen. Thrilled to be here. (laughs) Glad to have you on. So, Miami Subs. Yes. (laughs) Florida uh, staple of sorts, is that right? Of sorts, yeah. It's definitely a if you know, you know kind of establishment. Okay. Yeah, I'm from Florida originally. Mm -hmm. And growing up, there was a few locations by where I lived in Melbourne. Mm -hmm. Um, And then a few, I think, scattered over southern Florida, but I had never seen them anywhere else. Okay. And it's just Florida? No other states have uh, Miami subs? Not that I've seen. Okay. Um, Yeah, although... Based on some recent research, I see that they do have, or at least did have, some locations like out of the country, mm-hmm. just oh, not in any okay. other states. <laughs> yeah, th- this is a very strange restaurant chain, it I is. have to say. So for anyone who's not familiar with Miami Subs slash Miami Grill, we should just call it Miami Subs, right? It's this, Miami Subs. You've, if you've grown up with it, you reference it as Miami Subs. Okay. It's, I don't know. It's a classic. Yeah. It's a privately held restaurant chain based obviously in Florida, has 30 locations, majority of which are in like the Miami. 30. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. And like, yeah. So again, Palm Beach, Miami, Dade County, Broward County. And the, the funny thing about this place is it's not just subs is what you come to find. They have wings, Philly cheesesteak, euros, breakfast foods. You can also order a bottle of Dom Perignon at Miami Subs. What? (laughs) Wow. If you're feeling fancy, that's the one (laughs) fancy item on the menu. Wow. So in Florida, do like a lot of restaurants like of this tier have access to booze? Is that like a thing in Florida or is this like rare? It is rare. Okay. Especially Dom Perignon at a fast food restaurant is... um, relatively unheard of because uh, yeah. i didn't know if it was like a louisiana thing you know where it's like their gas stations have like frozen daiquiri stuff yeah. that's actually in like pennsylvania too oh. we stopped at a place and they had machines like behind the counter mm. where you could i don't know how that works like do they put like a seal over it or do they just trust you're good like, <laughs> i don't know they might just trust you're good point, right <laughs> so yeah, I, I'm curious about your experiences, though, first and foremost, but what Miami Subs was before mm-hmm. it became Miami Grill, this, like, rebrand that it's gone through recently. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, and maybe just talk a little bit about what the restaurant vibe is like, 
having yeah not set foot in it ever <laughs> yeah yeah so i actually have not been to a current miami grill i thought that they had gone out of business honestly <laughs> but growing up miami subs um was right down the street and we would go every once in a while it was kind of a treat but the restaurant even as a child i remember it being like very um very unique in that it was neon like turquoise and pink it kind of reminded me of like the max from saved by the bell oh yeah oh yeah very loud for kind of no reason Mm -hmm. (laughs) and then inside they had these really colorful like intricate hand-painted murals of um of flamingos coming out of grass and like very florida things and then in the middle of the restaurant was this giant neon blue aquarium like a fish tank with live fish swimming around in it very mtv cribs style yeah my brother and i loved that uh (laughs) yeah but also there was nothing like for a place being called miami subs there was nothing florida centric on the menu like it was philly cheesesteaks was like the main thing they promoted Mm -hmm. a different city's uh quintessential sandwich and then i always got the uh the meatball sub Mm -hmm. as a child (laughs) Okay. Interesting pick, you know, usually over 100 degrees in Florida and just want to. That's what I keep thinking about yeah. is like in swampy <laughs> Florida, getting the Philly cheesesteak. Hot sub sandwich. <laughs> yeah. yeah. When you live in the South, you're used to it. Like I lived in Georgia. That never fazed me. But now living here for a while, I'd be like, I want like a cold cut or something. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Which it is interesting when you put it that way, too, because, yeah, a Philly cheesesteak is something that's like middle of the winter. You're like, oh, my God, this is the spot. It's like getting soup. Mm-hmm. And but yeah. Like here, you're like, I guess you could get. Is there soup on the menu? I don't even I know mean, if it looks. Probably now, but <laughs> <laughs> they just have everything. So okay, interesting though. So when was like the first time you remember going in there? Uh, it was probably elementary school, so oh, like okay. eight or nine. Gotcha. Yeah. And they also opened a location in the zoo, so they had a Miami subs in our local zoo. Wow. Um, but those were the only two that I knew of. Or have ever been to, I think. Wow. Okay. So it's been around, well, not, you're not that old. I mean, so <laughs> not, when I say a while, Careful, it's not seven years Careful. old. I am, I am great moisturizer. not trying to <laughs> dox nor date our guest here. <laughs> but it was just subs mostly then. It's not like how the menu is, how we just saw. I think they maybe had like chicken tenders. Or I think they probably had wings at the time. And okay. they had really good French fries. Their fries were really tasty. Kind of like... Arby's fries, but not not curly. Yeah, but like that battered fry that's kind of like orange with seasoning. Sure. So like we were trying to think of like a restaurant equate like that equates to this mm-hmm. like in the Midwest. I'm also starting to get Fuddruckers vibes. Oh yeah. But instead of like Americana all over the wall, it's Floridian vibes. You know. Yeah. Because like when you said those fries, I was like, I was picturing Fuddrucker fries. Yeah. And so there was a restaurant that was nearby my house growing up called the Highland House. And this place is Tex-Mex. But it kind of reminds me a lot of what you're describing. I have been to the Highland House. You have. Would you just, would you say that similar vibe? Or is Um, it? The Highland House is uh, maybe nicer than a Miami Sub. Really? <laughs> yeah. Okay, because I'm like trying to get the feel of whether Miami Subs is more like Applebee's type restaurant or if it's like, no, it's like going into a Subway. Well, it's like it's like Subway in that it's fast casual. Sure. And yeah, it definitely has like its own vibe to it. It's not so much like Florida kitschy mm-hmm. as it is like 
maybe it's trying to be art deco like very much miami vice neon vibes i did pull up a picture of the max from saved by the bell and i just needed to compare whether this actually is accurate i thought you pulled up the barbie website that's what it looks like i thought you pulled up a picture of miami subs (laughs) okay well then that's i think that's probably the perfect thing then think of literally the max from yes it looks like an old taco bell actually is what the the max looks like the only difference is the booths are like that turquoise and hot pink oh my god it's the same setup this is great. It kind of, it just reminds you of like everything you think about Florida, like yes. like Vice mm-hmm. City or something like, you know, like Grand Theft Auto. Yeah. Throw a flamingo at, the, at it and uh, yeah, that's it. That's a Miami subs. Interesting. Okay. So I guess why is Miami subs someplace that you always think about even years later? It's um, a very unique experience. Okay. Like I've never been to a place like it. Sure. Um, and it definitely just like sticks with you, especially if you grew up going to it. And mm-hmm. it doesn't seem like there really is an equivalent everywhere else. It's kind mm-hmm. of its own vibe and thing. And yeah. definitely if somebody else knows a Miami subs, you're like, hey, yeah, OK, mm-hmm. <laughs> you've been there. Yeah, I, I know. I, and even Fred saying Fuddruckers, I'm almost like, I don't know if that quite does it. No, it doesn't justice. sound like it sounds like I really missed out when I was in Florida that I didn't go to a Miami subs. Man. Yeah. I remember you messaged me, but I wonder if it was too late or something, or maybe we were just too busy. But I did not see any. I wasn't looking at the time, but I did not see yeah. signs for it when I was in Orlando. But I'm sure there are Miami subs in Orlando. I mean, you were also on your honeymoon. So if you mm-hmm. took time out to go to a Miami subs, then I feel like you might have been just. <laughs> yeah, but you know, I would have done it. <laughs> yeah. You got to do take two of your honeymoon because. Does it even count if you didn't go to Miami? I know, I know. <laughs> we all, we were already talking about our next time. Not like another honeymoon, just another Florida trip. We're like, well, next time we need to do this. And I'm like, also like, maybe next time we need to see like something other than Florida. <laughs> you can go to the original Hooters down there too. I've never been to a Hooters. Really? Too, too, too afraid for that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think especially now Hooters is not aged well. <laughs> Mm-mm, no, no, it doesn't age well, and I'm also too frightened by the idea of it. Yeah, it's it's something. I want to be like not noticed in a restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, here comes this guy. <laughs> yeah, if we went to a Hooters and you did like the thing where it was like, oh, it's it's his birthday, that would be like my bow is afraid. <laughs> like that would be my <laughs> ultimate nightmare. Oh. Uh, but was afraid. We'll have to. We'll, we'll talk about that in another episode. Because my goodness, what a movie! Uh, so that being said, though, I think now that we kind of got a lay of the land of what Miami Subs is, you know, we can go back to where it started. So the founder of the company, and correct me if I have this name wrong, is it Gus Bulis? Mm-hmm. Okay, helped build the Mister Submarine, now known as Mister Sub Restaurant Chain in Canada. <laughs> the less formal Mister Submarine. <laughs> yeah, you know, to his friends, he's just Mister Sub. He's cool. He's more approachable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like hanging with Mister C instead of like Mister Cooper. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So he expanded this location to 200 locations. After which he had retired to Florida when he was 30 years old. And then in 1980, he opened another restaurant in Key West called Mr. Submarine, which later expanded into Miami Subs Grill. So was it always Miami Subs Grill or was it just Miami Subs? I mean, we always, it maybe formally was Miami Subs Grill, but I only ever knew it as Miami Subs. Sure. 
But going back to earlier, I think it's hilarious that this guy moved to Florida to retire when he was 30 years old. Yeah. Because he, like, already struck it rich with Mr. Sub. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's like to get a 200 location chain like that early, even the 70s. Yeah, he probably was doing bank. He was yeah. like Michael Keaton and the founder. Like. <laughs> <laughs> Just the sub magnate. <laughs> well and you know it's funny too because i think we've talked a little bit about subs before and just kind of like the larger idea of it because we've done an episode on jimmy john's we've done an episode on um what was the other sandwich place we did fred uh, 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 um i don't uh, um we did do another uh, sandwich place didn't we i don't I don't think so. Maybe. <laughs> Did we? Cousins? No. Um, maybe may, Maybe I just ate a sandwich before we came one time. I don't know. Yeah. If you think we've done a sandwich episode, write in at State of the Franchise. <laughs> no, I don't think we've done another sandwich episode because we've talked about, you know, a sandwich episode or a burger episode. That's true. But I don't think we've ever done anything formal outside of Jimmy John's. Mm-hmm. Where I'm getting to here is that <laughs> sandwich, it seems like sub sandwiches weren't a big thing until like the 90s. Mm. So to hear that somebody had a very successful chain going in the 70s to the point where it's like, oh, 1980, I'm moving to Florida to do nothing. And then, oh, I'm going to start another sub chain. It's mm-hmm. like. That doesn't feel like it was really in the public ether at that point. Would you guys agree? I don't know. I'm from the East Coast, so like the hero, the sub, like that's that's pretty around. Like I could get subs at the gas station. Sheets, an episode we would definitely love to. I would love to do. Sheets, Sheets. you got to know about sheets. Sheets is the best. Get out here with your quick trips, your wawas. (laughs) Sheets is where it's at. It's they have a made-to-order food with touchscreens. And it's just, oh, it's out of this world. You would love it, man. You would just, you would just fucking love it. <clears throat> sheets is good. There's you, one by my grandma in Pennsylvania, so I have experienced mm-hmm. sheets. I don't know what sheets is. I'm like, I'm out here like, man, I got blank sheets in my brain right now. Yeah, it's very much like I would say it's quick trip, but made to order stuff and bigger. It's yeah. Wow. Well, maybe we'll do another episode on popular gas station chains. And yeah. stuff. We wouldn't like, even have to go all the way to Pennsylvania. I think there's one in Ohio. We could do like ooh. a road stay trip. the franchise field trip. Yes. Well, I'll be doing a road trip this summer, so I'm going to start keeping an eye out. For <laughs> <sure>. <laughs> uh, anyway, so Miami Subs Grill it had built the concept out from that Mr. Sub idea and expanded rapidly in the 90s, starting in Florida and spreading quickly nationwide. So... Mm. It maybe it was, was more locations maybe. and then narrowed. Tom, could you hop on the horn and see if there was any Georgia locations? Because I lived in Georgia. That's what it was when you said Florida subs and we were going to do this. I was like, I wonder if I had maybe been to one in Georgia just because, well, you know, sometimes the chains can, you know, be regional like that. Well, there's Publix in Georgia. Yes. Well, now there's more Publix than, yeah, mm-hmm. it's really expanded. Yeah, like Publix and Kroger was what I went to in the South, I'm pretty sure. And here, well, now, like, I think Kroger owns Pick and Save, technically. Oh, yeah. I think you're right, actually, about mm-hmm. that. I am not seeing that there was, oh, Atlanta, oh. Georgia. <laughs> okay, okay. Looked like there was one there at one point, but now not sure if it's still present there. So, 
I think we might have to check it Drive out. Drive to Atlanta? Oh. Yeah. Add it to the road trip. <laughs> Add it to the road <laughs> Go trip. Go down to Atlanta, back up to Ohio. I'm yeah. going west, though, guys. If you want me to let's check out Jack in the Box, I can do that. <laughs> anyway, so uh, so basically it was there in Florida, though, for the most part, in the Florida Turnpike and airports. And then you said somewhere else, too. Oh, yeah. In the zoo. Right. Yes. You know, exactly where you imagine a hot sandwich shop <laughs> to be in the middle of a... Of a zoo in it, Florida. <laughs> it does feel a little dirty to think about the fact yeah. that it's like in the middle of the animals. A hot yeah. sub I don't think about, but I do think of like field trips and zoos as mm-hmm. like sub food, like a cold cut. Like that's a, that's a zoo food for sure. For sure. Me. I think they had like three cold sandwich options, though. Oh. Like <laughs> if you were going to Miami subs, you're probably getting a hot okay. sandwich. Maybe I had turkey there once. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Okay. Clearly, it was forgettable. I mean, it sounds like the the way to go, which we'll get into in a little bit, is probably the cheesesteak. Or mm-hmm. like she said, the meatball sub. Meatball and sub. I love meatball a meatball sub. sub. Yeah. Yes. Very underrated. I mean, a meatball sub does hit the spot every now and again. Which is just like, I've never ordered a meatball sub anywhere else other than Miami subs. I think I became a different person when I was inside oh. there because <laughs> that's like the only thing I remember getting. <laughs> I love it, though. This is who I am here. Mm-hmm. And so in 1999, then we had Nathan's Famous purchase the chain for $14.4 million. The hot dog place? Yeah, the hot dog place. Yeah. The chain had approximately 175 outlets at the acquisition. But however, chain struggled due in part to instability in the management ranks, which we'll get into a little bit later with Mr. Bulis. But <laughs> uh, and in 2007, Nathan's Famous announced the sale of Miami subs to a private investment group. Miami Subs Capital Partner One Inc. for three point three million. What a name for that private equity group! <laughs> like, yeah. Like, also, they lost eleven million dollars between that, like the time that passed. They originally sold it to Nathan's right for fourteen point four, and then when they went to go sell it, it was only three. Yeah, which is crazy. Yeah. So at the time of the die. sale, the chain operated in nearly sixty locations, including one in Turkey. Speaking of the turkey. Yeah, <laughs> there's to me makes sense. There's the turkey. <laughs> they planned an additional 40 restaurants in Turkey, but they were never completed. 40 extra restaurants in Turkey? Yes. That's like more than they have in Florida right now. Yeah. So clearly they had this whole idea out there of like, we are going to occupy Turkey yes. <laughs> and be the restaurant's place there. Well, it makes sense because... Then you don't have to worry about shipping turkey anywhere, like to the United States, if you're getting it right there. Ooh. <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't, I've never been to Miami subs. I got to do something over here. <laughs> but I got to say, I kind of want some Miami subs. Like, you're not you're not, not selling it. No. Yeah. For sure. It's definitely an experience. Especially because they said it's at the airport. So mm-hmm. that means, like, it doesn't even have to be, like, you could even have a connection in there. You right. Have yeah. to run over. If you're going through Miami, Do right? Do they have the fish tank at the airport, though? Ooh. Ooh. Only one way to find out. Going to have to go down there and look. <laughs> or Google that. <laughs> so it looked like then Bullis stayed on as a consultant at Miami Grill? Yeah, I guess so. Okay. <laughs> but he, like, he left. He was like, I'm done with subs. I'm going to totally change mm-hmm. what I do. I'm going to start uh, a business that's a fleet of gambling boats. I don't know if that's, I don't, I mean, I grew up in Florida, so my idea of reality is a little skewed and like what's normal, I guess. Do you guys have 
anything equivalent up here in the, I don't know, in the Midwest? No, but it's always been a dream of mine to go on a gambling boat. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like a riverboat? But like, like definitely like near the bayou, you know, gambling boat near the bayou. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty nice. Go down to New Orleans, <laughs> have ourselves a time on a gambling boat, a riverboat, if you will. Because it's open waters, man. You can That's do it. anything on there. That's, That's true. That's the whole business model for like casino boats is because once you get far enough out, then the gambling laws of Florida don't apply. Yeah. I feel like in the Midwest, though, especially Milwaukee, it's like our thing is like it's a big deal when Kid Rock comes here with his boat. But I've got to watch out because he might be shooting some yeah, Bud Light cans. Gonna, like, he comes in, shoots some Bud Light cans. Everyone cheers. <laughs> <laughs> Which, by the way, I was at I was at a little store. I won't name it, but I was at my store in Bayview picking up uh, some Bud Light. Oh, so that is my beer of my shit kicker beer of choice, as I call it. Yeah. And the guy, when I was checking out, he yelled at me. He said, I won't let Kit Rock shoot your beers. <laughs> and he just kept, he said it like three times, too. And I was like, I appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> That's incredible. That a thing? I've never heard of Kid Rock shooting Bud Lights. Oh, yeah. It was a whole thing <laughs> because they had the sponsor of, um, what's her name? Dylan... Is it not Dylan McDermott? That's the, the actor. <laughs> oh, recently. Right. Yeah. Yes. But it's a, it's a, tra- oh, okay. it's a trans yes. uh, yeah. spokesman. And they had I some know. marketing yes. images, which I was bummed because as a Bud Light drinker and as a person who wants you know, equal rights for everyone, I thought they were actually selling like the rainbow cans. Mm-hmm. So I went looking around for them, but I guess that was just a picture. Oh. But it would have been cool to get those. Maybe they'll have it in the future now. Bud Light stands with trans. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know? Yep. Yeah. So he went on to start this these casino boats you yes. were talking about okay and then he was forced to sell them a few years later yeah, in 2001 he so apparently there was folks in florida who like the i don't know if it was a police officer or somebody in the government in florida got onto him because apparently he was not a citizen mm-hmm. and he bought all these boats under his girlfriend's name okay. but was like running the company and so they were like kind of out to get him and forced him to sell mm-hmm. um, because essentially it was illegal because he couldn't own these vessels. Right. So then he sold the company to these two guys, <laughs> uh, Jack Abramoff and Adam Keaton, who are, I would say, some unsavory characters. Um, mm-hmm. Jack Abramoff was a lobbyist during the Bush administration. Um, and apparently he... He got into a lot of trouble. It was he was at the center of something that was called like the Enron of lobbying oh, during weird. that time. Okay. Like this, he essentially ripped off like dozens of Native American tribes that paid him money to lobby for their casinos. Oh man. And he essentially like inflated the bills to them, overcharged them significantly, and then like hired all of his friends and used that extra money to like pay for all of his friends. And also used the funds to start these other fake, like, quote, charitable organizations that money never made it to where he said that it was going to make it to mm. and instead used it to fund, like, his golfing trips to Europe. And I think he set up a, a sniper school in Israel. Oh, my God. <laughs> you know, the things that you would do with... <laughs> I was going to say, it sounds like a real stand-up individual. Yes. I did not yes. think that's that's who that was. I thought it was the lead singer of fun. <laughs> Do they I have the same name? Yeah, I thought you said Jack Antonoff and Anthony oh. Kiedis. I thought it was <laughs> the, the singer of fun Maybe and it is Red the same Hot guy. Chili Peppers. Yeah. 
Oh my god, that's funny. Yes. <laughs> that's <laughs> awful though. <laughs> that is really terrible. So Adam Keaton and Adam Keaton had like a string of mattress stores and also close ties to the Italian mob. Well, that makes sense. Got to stuff them somewhere. Those yep. boxes <laughs> trying to get rid of. <laughs> Don't um, you hate it when you get one of those mattresses with the body in it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we can deal with those kind of things. <laughs> Come on, yeah. <laughs> I'm Italian. I can get away with it. <laughs> <laughs> so, sounds like they both then falsified a wire transfer on the initial payment, which caused tension between them and Bullis. Yes. So they he sold it for like 150 million. Okay. And they paid him an initial payment, but they've. They faked the first wire transfer of $23 million. So, you know, Bullis was, like, not okay with that. Sure. Understandably, tensions rose. So I think I think Bullis was like, never mind. I'm not selling this to you anymore because you're not paying me. Mm-hmm. Um, but because they, like, wanted it instead to lose a lot of money, Keaton tapped into his, like, connections with the Italian mob and hired them to order a hit on Bullis. So he was like essentially gunned down in the street and shot and killed in 2001 over this whole like debacle. Wow. That's wild. And I was living in Florida at the time. I was talking to my dad about this a few days ago. We never heard anything about this. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't know. Maybe I I was also young. I was not like, you know, watching the evening news uh, (laughs) as a middle schooler. All the Florida schools closed that day probably. (laughs) (laughs) No, but, you know, and, you know, we're going through a phase right now in Hollywood where we're getting, like, these brand movies. I kind of want the Miami subs, like, movie. Could you imagine, like, the trailer could have, like, the slow-down version of Will Smith's Miami in it? Yeah. Like. Harder in the city where the heat is That's what you're thinking of. (laughs) They did make a documentary, not specifically about this, but I think about... Maybe about this Italian crime family. Okay. Maybe, but the opening scene is this, is this hit on Bullis. Holy cow. (laughs) So, I mean, it's not like it wasn't national news. It just was maybe not, like, well known that this is the guy who is part of Miami subs. Yeah. Wow. That's pretty crazy. So, on July 24th, 2012, then, Miami subs announced that an equity stake in the chain was purchased by... A little individual named Armando Christian Perez, known better to most of us as Pitbull. Heard of him. Mr. Worldwide. Mr. Worldwide. Yeah. Mr. What is it? 305? 305, yeah. Yeah. Mr. Made Me Late for my rehearsal dinner. Because he did that free concert. Oh. So so we were eating at uh, like just some place downtown and... Because it was like a free or a $5 concert. The whole city was flooded with like people. And I was just like, Ugh. we were like 20 minutes late. It wasn't a big deal. But I was definitely cursing Pitbull that day. Oh, no. I think, I think he owes you a Miami sub sandwich because of that. I'd like that. If he could send it like first class so it's yeah. still warm. If Pitbull's listening. Mm-hmm. We, it, and he, we know he is. <laughs> <laughs> Please. You'll be hearing uh, hearing from us at State of the Franchise Podcast at gmail.com. <laughs> so... I think the, the there's a great question that you posed to mm. us, Nicole, and I would like you to pose it on air right now. So my question is, it's the classic chicken and the egg of Miami subs, mm-hmm. which is, did Pitbull join? Did Mr. Worldwide join? And then they had this push to move the company worldwide. Mm. Or 
did they have a push to move the company worldwide and then secure Mr. Worldwide in order to do that? It's mm. a great question. And I'm hoping someone out there can answer. Yeah. Well, he's he, he's from Miami, right? He's, he's from he's, Miami. Yeah, okay. I'm yeah. just so it's like a question of whether yeah it's acquired Mr. Worldwide to have the worldwide sub yeah that's that is a good question yes because I, I think when he joined they were specifically looking to expand into Saudi Arabia and Myanmar mm-hmm. um, other hot Miami subs markets but apparently they're huge Pitbull fans there <laughs> I mean but, as as they should be who isn't a <laughs> Pitbull fan right yes I did read that I think those locations have. Lots of photos of him on the walls mm-hmm. um, to attract people to come. Apparently, you opened one in downtown Milwaukee. You'd have enough people show up. Mm. Just saying. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I certainly would love to have one local, but I mean, it certainly sounds like based on their failure to go worldwide, his acquisition did not push the company as far mm. and wide as they wanted to so go. So you think it's his fault? It it may be. Maybe <laughs> they got scared. It was like all this promise of like, we're going to be worldwide. Mm-hmm. But then they didn't go worldwide. I mean, in Pitbull's defense, he is a, a musician. True. I mean, I guess he could do many things. You could wear many hats. I could like the worldwide brand, but also I'm like, I like how like the big leaps of like, we're going to go for like Myanmar and Saudi Arabia. Like, yeah. I'm not like Charlotte. <laughs> Just like, see how that goes. I looked up the one in Myanmar to see like, I don't know if it existed and it it did it's closed now but it was there and it has like great reviews people loved it (laughs) Mm -hmm. my goodness so starting in 2014 then the company decided to change their branding strategy by gradually changing to a new branding concept called just miami grill they dropped the subs yes not just subs it makes sense though because they don't just have subs they never just had subs no, and I think that's where we can maybe go to just talk a little bit about some of these menu items that mm-hmm. they do have. Mm-hmm. So I think that's a good transition point, though, to start talking about some of these menu items because it really does go beyond subs now. Mm-hmm. So I think it'd be great to kind of look at what they really do have because you mentioned the meatball sub, which does sound delicious. Yes. But have you tried a bunch of a variety of other items there besides the meatball sub? I've tried almost no other items there except for the meatball sub. Wow. Well, that really sets us up. <laughs> <laughs> I will say when you pull up the website, it says it all sounds good. Yeah, because they have that's, that's their tagline now, isn't it? It all I sounds think so. Good. <laughs> <laughs> Miami Grill. It's not just subs. It all sounds good. So from authentic Philly cheesesteaks, authentic. Where are you calling authentic here? Authentic, made in Miami. What Philly cheesesteaks. A Philly cheesesteak, authentic though. Like, is it just the recipe, or is it the fact that it's just? This tastes like a Philly cheesesteak, so it must be authentic. I feel like an authentic Philly cheesesteak is made in Philly. I would agree with that, yes. (laughs) So I just want to hop in and say, if we were to place an order today, you know, we get together what we want. The closest one would be in Boiling Springs, South Carolina, 635 miles away. A lot closer than uh jackson florida jacksonville florida which is 942 miles so it's really not that far i mean yeah i could do that in a couple days right (laughs) add it to the road trip map for sure okay so let's go down the list here of categories of menu items here because this isn't just what they have there's different variations on each of these things 
So they have cheese steaks. They have euros. They have burgers. They have wings. They have subs. Hence Miami subs. Miami subs. Chicken. So they have a whole category of chicken that ranges from chicken pitas to chicken sandwiches to a three-piece tender platter. And they have salads. And we have seafood, which is like a fish pita and a fish sandwich. <laughs> and we have fish and chips on there, which they got from that. Uh, yeah. Yeah, what is it called? Nathan's Finest? Or... Well, it was Nathan's as the hot dog company. Okay. And then there was another company that's like a Arthur fish and Teaches, chips. Arthur Teaches, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Then they have the breakfast that we were talking about, and they have a whole variation of stuff on here, like breakfast sandwiches, breakfast pitas, which is also a new thing I didn't know about. And then they just have sauces, Mm -hmm. which I feel like speaks to Fred a little bit. I love a sauce. Yeah. Florida loves a sauce. I mean, we are, the bishops are a sauce family. The bishop. (laughs) (laughs) And then they got some dessert, and the desserts sound kind of good. We got cookies, key lime pie, cheesecake. Ice cream, milkshakes. Oh, and there's then, the hot dogs. And of course, that's there's it. the hot dogs. I mean, key lime pie. That's, that's Florida, it's right? Like a requirement, yeah. Mm. But then we also have the bar bites and sides and beverages, which it just sounds like there's no shortage of anything here. I'm like, what? What is their specialty anymore? And maybe that's why they're Miami Grill. <laughs> like, yeah, I don't know what their specialty is. It's uh. They've got a lot of options. <laughs> it, it's just weird to me for a place that is like, we're strictly like Philly cheesesteak is our authentic item here at Miami, Miami Subs. Subs. And there's not even like a, an option for like a Cuban, which would make a lot of sense to be on that menu. Right. There's so many different like chicken items and hot dogs. It's like. It is kind of like, like kind of Fred mentioned with FUD records, it's a lot of Americana fare that also kind of has like Florida spin to it because there's like just a lot of fish stuff here. I don't remember there being seafood when I was, when I was young. So this must be pretty new. Or, I mean, it seems like. I think after they sold it, they tried to make a push to have some quote healthier options on there. Yeah. That's like where the seafood came in. Like there's a fish salad or something i don't know how how that sells but yeah <laughs> i don't go to miami subs to be healthy okay <laughs> i mean i've never been but i know i don't go for that reason <laughs> i mean it's definitely not a healthy menu when you look all around outside of maybe some of the salads but even the salads are like it's like a Caesar salad, which is never really a healthy salad. I did you. see they have some plant-based stuff, though, so that's nice, you know? They did have a Beyond Burger, true. Plus, it's like they have... I mean, you have a shrimp platter, which makes sense because it's Florida. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I don't know. The closest thing that looks like it's anything kind of like Florida-based is really like the mahi uh, tuna sandwich, which, I mean, it sounds good. Or, no, I'm sorry. It's a grilled mahi or shrimp Caesar salad. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I'm showing you guys on my phone when I have a full laptop next to me. No, it's all good. <laughs> no, I, I like saw, this. this I nice. saw the Mahi Mahi over rice and I was like, it looks kind of good, but I mean, that could be the picture. Yeah. I mean, 
It'd be interesting to talk to people now versus somebody like you who had gone so many years ago to see, like, what do you go to Miami subs to get? Because, mm-hmm. like, if you had told me today that you're like, yes, I still go from a meatball sub, I'm like, makes sense. Mm-hmm. Seems like that's what they do best is their sandwiches. But now they do so many other things that it's just, it's a kind of an anomaly. Do you guys like that in a restaurant like this, of this kind of tier where, like, there's a lot of options? I feel like I feel overwhelmed by the amount of options, especially for for a place that's like, I guess I don't mind the options if the place has a thing it's known for. It's like, okay, we've got 30 things on the menu, but you come here for pizza. Mm -hmm. You know you're going to get probably pizza when you go. But here they're not like, I guess the cheesesteak is what they're quote known for, but um, I don't know. It it feels like it shouldn't be. (laughs) Here's my counter point though to your Oh, it's a place known for pizza. But Italian restaurants, mm-hmm. typically, when you go to like, you know, even a, an Olive Garden or something mm-hmm. like that, right? Like, you don't go there for pizza necessarily. Italian restaurants will offer pizza. They'll offer some like chicken marsala. They'll offer like, you know, pasta. They'll offer even like risotto or something like that mm-hmm. too, right? Like, there is a whole different bunch of things. So I think to answer your question then, Fred, it's like, yeah, if you have somewhere that does a lot of things like in a certain kind of fair well... Yeah, like, okay, like, we have Philly cheesesteaks, and maybe there's something like a Philly, like, French fry, or, like, it's, like, Philly poutine. Like, we have, like, you know, cheese whiz and fries or something like that. I have another equivalent restaurant, which is still not, you're still probably like, mm, not really, but I just want to throw it out there. Portillo's yeah. is kind of like yeah. the Chicago, uh, right? Because they do an Italian beef that's pretty great, mm-hmm. I think. But then they do burgers and chicken and yeah. other stuff, and you can get a beer there. That is pretty close. I'm actually going to, yeah. yeah, I'm going to counter Portillo's. and say that's probably what I have in my head here. Yeah. Portillo's is great. Yeah. I love Portillo's. Portillo's is good. Mm, and you are Portillo's. now Chicago-based, yeah, Nicole. That's it. <laughs> I don't think we mentioned that. I'm sorry. We kind of did a very brief intro to you. Like, here's Nicole. Talk mm-hmm. to us about Miami subs. <laughs> but You don't need to know anything else about me. <laughs> Again. My name's Nicole. Grew up in Florida. <laughs> and now I'm here. Not to dox you, yeah, but yes, Chicago-based now. But and still. I'm 87 years old. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, you sound great for your Our age. second oldest guest. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Who did we have that was 90? <laughs> hey, I don't want to dox anyone on this podcast. That's your job, okay? Yeah, obviously. I, I just out people left and right. Yeah, you can find them here. Um, but yeah, it's uh, so it's good to know that that is kind of like the, the right um, met, or, uh, analogy for it mm-hmm. is doing like a Portillo's because that's kind of I think exactly what I have in my head like you come here for this but you can also get so all other these other things and there's a Portillo's in Chicago that has like one section of it is where you go to order like an Italian beef or a sandwich or something and mm-hmm. they have a whole other side that is like the more Italian side if you wanted pastas or lasagna or any of the other yeah yeah i've offer. heard this up there that they have like yeah an italian side too so i think to that end though that makes sense to me that you have a portillo's that does a few different italian dishes the burgers might be a little bit of a stretch but it's never that bad or like their chicken salad like people really like it my like, order at portillo's is that chicken sandwich it's very yeah. good that's Apparently, what my wife gets too yeah apparently their chicken is really good so you have a place like that that's like oh yeah come for our italian beef but a lot of people really like the chicken there mm-hmm. yeah but i guess but it seems kind of on brand because Italians have made chicken forever too, you know? Whereas you have a restaurant like this where it's like, we have steak sandwiches, mm-hmm. but 
we also have fish, mm-hmm. right? It, I, so I guess for that, I would almost rather a restaurant focus on something they're very good at or like very similar fare. And I think Italian restaurants can get kind of away with that. Maybe Mexican restaurants too, right? Or like, I mean, honestly, if it's like a, a regional cuisine, right? Like you can do so much like Chinese food or something like that. Like you can kind of jump all over the map a little bit, do shrimp and chicken. But when you have something like this where it just seems like, the name Miami Subs is really only describing the location and not necessarily the kind of, the kind of food you're getting. <laughs> it sort of feels like you, you really are just jumping into something that like represents Florida both greatly and not at all. <laughs> I mean, that's Florida. Like <laughs> everybody's Florida's an import. Kind of a, a random. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Uh, Floridians are layered people, you know. They need lots of options, something for everyone. I mean, I guess it's fitting then, and it's somebody who moved there to retire that started this restaurant yes. chain because that's <laughs> why a lot of people moved to Florida. So it's definitely an interesting, I guess, just menu all around. I don't know, though. I'd be curious, though, if you had to introduce anything that's not on the menu or anything you wish that they would have done differently, where would you go mm. with that? I think I would I would ask that they put like a Cuban sandwich on the menu or something that is of Miami or something a little more uh, when you think of Miami, mm-hmm. a food item you would think of. Yeah. I bet they would do a great Cuban sandwich. I would agree. Seems yeah, like. get Favreau involved. <laughs> How is there not like an actual chef food truck at this point? I know. Right? Mm-hmm. This seems like it could almost be it. Like... <laughs> Yeah, I think that'd be awesome to have a Cubano on there. Yeah. Or even going like further, like actually doing tacos. Like Ooh. they have pita on here. They have like Greek food, but it's like they're doing everything but calling it tacos. They're like, we need to incorporate pita bread into this. I wonder, like, because Gus is from, the guy who started it is from Greece. Sure. He moved to Canada from Greece. So I wonder if that was his influence on the menu and it's still, it's just like stuck around because of that. Right. And must be selling well. Otherwise they would probably take it off. I'm not sure. Yeah. But I mean, you look at a lot of the menu items, right? And I'll kind of pull it up here again. And it's like, there's definitely a lot of things that it's like, you're, you're pretty close to getting to taco ingredients, especially when you're talking about like mahi tuna. Mm-hmm or shrimp, Mm -hmm. or chicken, right? It's like, it wouldn't be a huge leap to all of a sudden find like, oh, here's the taco section. I got it, right? So that was one other thing I was thinking, but I don't know. I guess, is the food good? (laughs) I would love to go there as an adult. I remember the fries being very good. Okay. Like, I like that kind of fry. Still one of my favorite fries. Um, What made it unique? It was like that battered seasons, like the seasoning oh. they use was very good. And they were always really crispy. Yeah. Nice. I mean. Yeah. I guess it'd be good to kind of see. I, I, it'd be great to do another taste test and be I like, know. yeah, could this be better? Or could they be doing something mm-hmm. different with their stuff? Eight-year-old Nicole would say, yes, it's great. She loved going there. <laughs> Did eight-year-old Nicole love McDonald's, though, too? Mm, no, only when the teeny beanies were a thing. Oh, the teeny um, beanies. I had a newfound love for it. But. Dang. That was a nuts thing. I Did I tell the story about on the McDonald's episode, Fred, where they had the lady who came in for the Beanie Baby toy? <laughs> I think so. Yeah. It was like... Just just to recap it quick, because I, I obviously love to tell stories, but 
there's a woman who came in looking for like a Beanie Baby toy and their mm-hmm. Happy Meal. And I was like, I just want the Beanie Baby toy. And they're like, well, you have to buy Happy oh, Meal in order right. to get it. Yep. And she's like, well, okay, fine. Give me two uh, Happy Meals. Stuck it, grabbed the toys out of there, dropped the whole food in the car garbage can. I grew up in a very affluent community, though, with a bunch of people who are just rich dicks. <laughs> and so it's not hard to believe that there was a Karen that would pull shit That's like that. That's a move. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and when they had the, like, Disney anniversary toys two years ago, whenever that was, mm-hmm. I ordered my Happy Meal and I ate it. <laughs> so that was just how you should do it. Just Sometimes saying. it's the right amount of food. It's kind of nice. Yeah. Like, because I think if you don't get, like, the milk or whatever, they give you two small bags of fries. And I like that over like a medium fry because you have the one. You're like, that was good, but I wish I had more than you have the you have the other one right there. Mm-hmm. Man, I know. I wish that there's a lot of things I wish McDonald's would do too. We kind of got into that, but it was it's also like McDonald's does so many different things that it's just like, well, where else can they go? I think what would be interesting though, kind of on that idea, so McDonald's sort of adapts to like the regions it's in, especially in the world. Right. Knowing that this place tried to go worldwide mm-hmm. and kind of failed, so we can blame Pitbull or not. <laughs> <laughs> would it make sense then to kind of make some like regionally appropriate food items based on this? Like, would you lean a little more into like maybe like Turkish cuisine if it was a branch in Turkey, right? Mm, yeah. It would make sense too. Mm hmm. Or maybe, like, you get more, if you, like, had a place in the Midwest, would it look a little more like a Portillo's where you would offer, like, hot beef because you already have the Philly cheesesteak, right? You're and, like, I, and I would beef. say, no, because my coulda, woulda, shoulda for this would be, we live in the Midwest. It's cold. It's frigid. It's gray a lot of the times. How nice would it be? Just wants to go into a Miami subs, that pink lighting, flamingos. <laughs> just step outside our cold world just for a moment. And I think that's like, it's got this great brand of Florida. And I think people that live in places like Milwaukee, if the food is passable, they will enjoy going and eating in a Florida vibe place. That is that is true. As I mean, I have been in the Midwest now for 14 years, but I've only I came to Milwaukee for my first time like a year and a half ago, mm-hmm. and I was I was interested to see how many places are kind of tiki vibes or Florida vibes yeah. in Milwaukee. Um, but I think it's exactly that. Like people, it's so cold up here that people want to get away and like pretend they're on vacation. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, like you brought the Highland House. Yep. Miami Subs isn't probably like that, but I'll tell you, there's a restaurant like that everywhere in the South, and I miss it. Mm. You know, like these vaguely seafoody themed, but it's probably not necessarily all fresh caught. But you know, it's right. just like these, like Bubba Gump, but not a chain. Like, yeah, I miss places like that. You know, and I think places like that would do well here. You get a good supplier of some seafood that's not like lake fish right you just mix it up get some conch fritters conch fritters conch conch fritters yes oh my god i would love if miami subs had conch fritters on the menu so i guess that and that's something interesting too so you bring a miami subs here into the midwest right Mm -hmm. chicago milwaukee wherever you have in minneapolis st paul are you getting florida fair though at this place it's like you go there to get a Philly cheesesteak at a place <laughs> called Miami Subs. It doesn't matter if there's a picture of a dang tropical tree on the wall and it's all pink. Like, I'm going to feel transported. 
it's like you go to these theme places like the food is always burgers and shit like at disney world it's all burgers and stuff but it's the ambiance i suppose that's true but it's like okay going back to the portillo's example though right you go in there you kind of feel like you're at like an old like italian like you're in like the sub place in the bear right like you know i feel like i'm in the untouchables yeah exactly right so it's like oh i feel like i'm in chicago and i'm getting food that like was like old school chicago you know Sure, I think the closest thing you get to Florida at Miami Subs looking at the menu is either the mahi tuna salad or a key lime pie. pie. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) I think you could import some frozen key lime pie and some frozen conch fritters, and I think you'd have something pretty great in the Midwest. If I could get a conch fritter up here, I would. That would be a plus. We have another request, Pitbull. Please open a Miami Subs (laughs) in the Midwest, Chicago or Milwaukee. You know what? You don't even have to send me a sub if you do that, and add conch fritters to the menu. Yes. I am like conch fritters are something I've never thought about at anywhere, and I'm like, well, now, now we're gonna get a conch fritter around here. You can. Mm, I don't think really. I've ever seen them up here. Maybe like frozen at like yeah a fish market, sure. but never. Yeah, it's a very southern thing. I feel that, and just like gator tail bites and. Oh Did yeah. Did you have conch fritters in Georgia? Oh yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, they don't have gator bites on the menu. I was like, wait, maybe I have been to Miami, girl. There's somewhere in Milwaukee that was doing gator tail bites, I'd recall. But they weren't they weren't as good as like when I had them in the South, if I recall. I remember being in Savannah and having really good gator tail. I mean, you're having Georgia Fair though too, and like Georgia Fair is like if we had a restaurant that had some good Southern cooking like that. Mm-hmm. Now we're talking like Georgia or Charleston. Like I love that elevated Southern food. Mm-hmm. Like a place like that. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, that. would that be almost like the equivalent of like your childhood home, Fred? Like, I know you grew up in a small town. <laughs> I grew up in a small town. <laughs> um, well, I guess it's more like kind of like the Eastern Shore style. Yeah, like more like shrimp and crabs. It's a little di- It's like Florida's the same, but it's bigger and less flavor is how I'd compare the seafood to the East Coast. We've got smaller crabs, smaller shrimp, but I think they've got more flavor. But then you go to Florida, you get these big old shrimp and mm-hmm. you know big old pieces of food, but I think it's maybe a little fried or it's just not quite there. Yeah. But I still love it. I love both equally. Yeah, well, it'd be good to have some kind of competitor chain, though, that is like a Long John Silver's that doesn't look like it's gross to walk in and eat. Right. <laughs> you know, like, I'd love a place that was like, we're we're the fast casual seafood restaurant. Mm-hmm. And I don't know that that place exists anywhere. There's a few places on the north side that are pretty good. When I uh, worked in, like, the Brown Deer area... Uh, there's like those, oh, I'm trying to remember, like Captain D. Some of those places, like some of the items are pretty good, but it's not quite there. Is it a chain though, that place? There's a couple locations for sure. Oh, really? And I think there's some in the South too. Mm. Like some people, like I don't know the good ones, but a lot of people like those JJ fish places, like a lot of people say those like have some really good fried seafood. Sure. See, like, growing up in Milwaukee, I was thinking about this question, too. Because, like, Nicole, you were born in Florida. Fred was born in Georgia. and I was born in Baltimore. That's right. I'm sorry. I went to, like, pretty much my high school years were Georgia. Okay. Right. So, I'm sorry. So, I guess, yeah, Maryland, then, too, is more... Mm-hmm. You're talking about that that good crap out there. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I think if there was a Maryland, like the Maryland sub, you can go like sub places and they'll have like crab cake subs with like an yeah. old bay mayo. And- mm-hmm. Yum. But yeah, I was thinking about the Milwaukee equivalent, and I'm like, 
or the Wisconsin equivalent, which I think exists already, it's Culver's. Like, that's... Yeah, for sure. And now it's chaining out. It's like, okay, you want a taste of Wisconsin. Well, yeah, we got great cheese, so we're going to make great cheeseburgers, fries. We got fish and... (laughs) I feel when I do like a over the top Wisconsin voice, it's the Culver's ads. The like, it's the only place you can get a fresh burger like that. Like, <laughs> come down to Culver's. <laughs> the only thing we're missing though is like brats. There's no brats on a Culver's menu. Mm-hmm. And I, I would love like because I love seeing brats at places, but sometimes they try to sell a brat for the same price as a burger. Mm-hmm. Give me like that two fifty brat at a place, and I'll I'll be in I'll be in heaven. I, I'm, <clears throat> Miami subs. If they did open here, they could. Do a brat. That, yes. That's their contribution. Like, Why here, not? We're going to incorporate mm-hmm. a brat and then also, yeah, just a bunch of cheese on everything. <laughs> Maybe better than the Philly cheese day. I was thinking of like a just individual Milwaukee sub and I was picturing it would be like a Breadsmith's bread. I don't know if that's Milwaukee specific, but I just think of Breadsmith's. I think so. But then... Sunday, Patrick Cudahy, hot ham. Ooh, yeah. And then you get some curds, and you do like a ciabatta, or no, like a panini, and you melt like the hot ham and the curds, and it's like a ham and cheddar hot sub. Mm. And that's what I'm picturing as like a Milwaukee-themed sub. Absolutely. Yeah, I think Breadsmith is a uh, a Mo- or Wisconsin-based company or bakery, so you are correct there. But, I mean, yeah, I think that's exactly the type of stuff to think about, too. It kind of goes back to the whole thing of, like, if they did bring one here, would they adjust the menu? Which I think you kind of have to. I'd be very curious to see what the Turkish menu looks like for <laughs> Miami subs. Just, I think people would be happy with burgers it. and subs if you have that aquarium and all that stuff in there. Yes. I would be. I don't know. Any other things, though, that you guys think you would want to see different about Miami Grill or Miami Subs? Gosh, I keep switching it up. Okay. I'm sorry, Both are Nicole. True. A rose by any name. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's like such a specific thing in my mind that I I appreciated it for, for what it was. I'm glad to hear that it still exists. I truly thought they had <laughs> gone out of business because the one that's by my parents' house is now, I think, a Chick-fil-A. Hmm. Wow. Yeah. And of course, Chick-fil-A has the, oh, they have a chill cold on everything mm-hmm. in here. Yeah. Tom keeps asking to do a Chick-fil-A episode. I'm just like, ah, I don't know if we should. That's a tricky one. That's a tricky <laughs> just one. messing with him. I know. Especially if we're going to do, you know, I don't know. That's like the opposite of Bud Light. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess to get to the end of our, our episode here, we get into our power rankings section. Mm-hmm. So. Nicole, knowing that you haven't had a whole bunch of the menu, <laughs> I, do, I still think you'd probably be able to answer this, but I would like to know your top three favorite menu items from Miami Subs. And I think the way we'll do it is you can speak from experience of mm-hmm. what you have tried, and Fred and I can pick things that sound good to us, because as they say in their tagline, it all sounds good. It all sounds good. <laughs> um, I think I have only had three things there. I will say my favorite... My favorite thing that is on their menu, I I don't know why I think it's so funny they have Dom Perignon on their menu. Yeah, <laughs> it's like I and currently my I currently very much appreciate a good French fry and a nice glass of champagne. So I'm like maybe my brand started when I was at Miami Subs and I didn't even realize it. <laughs> this menu incepted me. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, my my three favorite menu items, the only ones I've had, but love them all. Uh, French fries, number one delicious awesome meatball sub and then high c pink lemonade 
That was my order. Ooh. <laughs> good choice. The trifecta. Pink lemonade was so good. Remember, like pink lemonade. Obsessed. It was everywhere. I would do a lot for pink lemonade as a child. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, what would you do for a Klondike bar? Right? Yes. You're like, I would do backflips, <laughs> which is also just, it's a great thing. Klondikes, I feel like, are not a thing anymore either. So, but that's good, good menu item choices. I definitely, I mean, yeah, the, the, the meatball sub sounds good. You know, I'll go right into mine. Because I'll, I'll agree. I think the meatball sub would probably be the one thing I'd want to definitely order because it sounds delicious. The other thing that caught my eye on here is that they have grilled chicken wings. Hmm. And I love a grilled chicken wing because yeah. we did our chicken wing episode not too long ago where we did a little tournament and kind of tried a bunch of different chain wings. Mm-hmm. And one thing I kept coming back to is the fact that I'm like, these are all deep fried, which I think is like a technical buffalo wing. But there's a couple places even in the Milwaukee area that do grilled wings and I love them because I think they just add a little more flavor. They kind of yes. seal it all in a little better. You ever had a smoked wing? Ooh, yeah. Ooh, I maybe have, but it sounds delicious. Yeah, they're very good. <laughs> so definitely would love to try their grilled wings just to see how those would stack up. Mm-hmm. And then I think the Philly cheesesteak. Seems like you got to go for it. You got to. There's an original Philly cheesesteak on here, and it sounds amazing. <laughs> What about you, Fred? Yeah, I would definitely. So I think we're going to get some Don Perignon for the table. Yes, right? there you go. Definitely. <laughs> make a Goes without those. saying, but thank you for saying um, I'd like to get some, like, some boneless wings. Just, like, some, because I, I, you know, I, I prefer bone-in wings. But when you're at a new place, I feel like you just want, I want to try some crispies and I want to get some sauces. Yeah, there you go. Some jam and jerk, a sweet heat chili, definitely, and a South Beach I don't know what that is. It looks like a creamy hot ranch. Yeah. But then I'd probably get a Philly cheesesteak. I know I'm gonna get a half Philly cheesesteak, half meatball sub. Ooh. Because you know, people I feel like that's cheating, but I'm, all right. I'm, ordering, I'm ordering a lot, but I'm trying. It's for a podcast, okay? Yeah. Uh. Then, you know, I don't want to go too crazy, but maybe, like, order fries. Because I'm looking at the seasoned fries. They remind me of, in the East Coast, we have boardwalk fries, which is pretty much, they're thinner fries, but it's a Old Bay seasoned salt. And then you dip them in malt vinegar, and it's just some good stuff. I'm going to get probably a slice of key lime pie to go. I kind of want to eat that at home. Mm -hmm. Like, put it in the fridge, let it get cold again, and then eat it in bed or something. I like that you built an order from like start to finish mm-hmm. for your power rankings. I think that probably should have been how we did this because mm-hmm. you kind of did the same thing, Nicole. Um, so, Mr. Worldwide, if you're listening to this podcast, <laughs> you you know what we want now. Uh, you have a week to deliver. Otherwise, we're going to boycott Miami subs up here in a place where we cannot get it. <laughs> <laughs> and um, it's it's an interesting thing that he runs. I don't know that we talked enough about the fact that Pitbull has an ownership stake in Miami subs. Because mm. how many other restaurants have like famous musicians that have a clear ownership stake? Like this is their place. Well in uh at Pato uh Gene Simmons and the guitarist are opening a restaurant in Paul, Pato. Paul Stanley? I think so. Wow. Uh or is there a rock star who's got a last name Perry? Like me. Oh. <laughs> Rick Perry? <laughs> Rick, it might be Rick Perry and Gene Simmons. I know they're not both in Kiss, but it might be those two. Okay. And I feel this is a huge thing. Is like, well, just like celebrities getting behind brands and stuff like this. 
in restaurants in particular. Yeah. I mean, because you always had Planet Hollywood, right? Which was Stallone, Schwarzenegger, Bruce Willis. But I'm like, was there any other place? I guess Wahlburgers is another one where you got the yeah. actor. But, like, musicians, it's like you kind of go down. So you're talking about, yeah, this Gene Simmons restaurant. And I feel like there's there are restaurants that musicians are behind, but it's very much, like, themed to be their restaurant. Like, mm-hmm. Toby Keith's. Or Jimmy Buffett's Margaritaville. There like, you go. Yeah. That's the one. Like, Sorry. It's uh, but it's very much them. Like this isn't. A, it's not a pitbull themed restaurant. Yeah. Miami Subs. He's just like very much a a big piece of it. I'm glad you brought up Margaritaville though too, and Jimmy Buffett because I love the concept of like cheeseburger in paradise. You can actually get the cheeseburger that he describes in the song, mm-hmm. and I'm like, ah, this is on brand. This feels like. Miami or beach themed. You yeah. know what I mean? Like that's if they opened a Margaritaville in Milwaukee, it'd be over for me. Like I'd just be hanging out there with my <laughs> yeah. open toed shoes. It would crush. Yeah. It would crush. So Jimmy Buffett, when you listen to this podcast, <laughs> we would love to have a Margaritaville and a Miami subs pit bull. You can put that right next door to it. I wonder if Margaritaville has conch fritters on the menu. Ooh, perhaps that's another episode. <laughs> a whole episode. <laughs> I've actually been to Margaritaville and Cheeseburger in Paradise. Have you so. been to Bubba Gump's? Yes. Nice. It's yeah, not actually, great, but I love it. I know. I just came back from San Francisco where they have one right on uh, Pier 39. Mm. So. Oh, I've been to that one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Got to get the peel and eat shrimp. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. And I, I think that was the first time I had a margarita with like the Corona upside down in oh. it. <laughs> There you go. Party time. That is good stuff. So I think that might bring us to the end of our episode here, guys. Um, But before we go, you know, we have our our plug segment. Nicole, is there anything that you would like to plug at this time? Plug. Um, Other than Miami subs? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yes. Actually, you know what? I will say it's funny that, um, like, we spent about an hour or so talking about of Florida sub chain when really I feel like anyone you talk to from Florida, if you ask them what the best sub in Florida is, they're going to say public sub. Public sub? Public subs. Whoa, okay, now you're pulling out this 11th hour name drop. You you just think you know subs. The best subs are at gas stations like Sheets and grocery (laughs) stores like Publix. Pub sub, yeah. A pub sub. Wow, okay. Clearly, we, we have some setup here for some future topic yes. opportunities. You know, I'm just trying to get invited back, you know? Yeah, that's all right. <laughs> I'm plugging my future episode of State of the Franchise in this current episode of State of the Franchise. Nothing wrong with like that. that. We do the same thing every week. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's great. Then we'll definitely have to see if we can check that out. If you guys are in Florida, go check out Public Subs. <laughs> or, um, Fred, how about you? Um, no, I'll have stuff in the future. I, uh, I just started going back to work full time after a three year break. So I've been, congrats. thank you. Thank you. I've been putting things on the brakes, but I think I'll be getting back into improv and shows again soon. Just got to ease it back in, you know, that's perfect though. Nothing wrong with that. Taking your time and getting, making that green baby. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, and for me, nothing big coming up. So I think the biggest thing I'll say is just if you'd like to support the show, please find us on buymeacoffee.com slash SOTF. You could drop us a one-time donation or you can give us a repeat donation. Sign up for that. Any tips 
are appreciated. Otherwise, your listenership is the most important thing. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, State of the Franchise Podcast with Tom and Fred. Uh, we're also, as we mentioned, have an email that you can email us any questions that you may have for the show. Say the franchise podcast at gmail.com. And stay tuned for next time where we'll be talking about the Sopranos. Hey! <laughs> Nicole, thank you again for joining us this week. Thanks for having me. Yeah, and thank you all for listening. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. No cares, it's all I want to do is charge my phone and drive with some And what the talk about will always be.